Hello and welcome to episode 114 of the NFL Scotland podcast. We're finally there. Week one is upon us. We've got our beers in the fridge, the snacks have been bought, and the best seat on the couch has been booked. My name is Cameron Hobbs. And there's going to be some argument about that particular seat, I can tell you. My name is Paul Mitchell. We'll be spending this episode looking ahead to some of the stories. We can't wait to see pan out, which rookies we're looking forward to watching, and we'll give our preseason power rankings. Yep, and let's get straight into it, Paul, because there is a lot of stories. Now, we've got our week one live event coming up, which I'm very excited about. All starts at four o'clock on Sunday, the 13th, which is this Sunday, of course. We've got people registering for that now. We've got lots of content. We've got lots of chat. On that day, we'll go into the games on a sort of more one-by-one basis and chat through them. So on this podcast, instead of doing that, what we're going to do is we're going to look at some of the stories that we're looking to see uh, mature over the season. What are the the, the themes over the off-season? What are the, the, the pick-up points from last year? What are the big changes that we're anticipating to see what, you know, what comes of these things? So, well, Cam- Cam- yeah. Cameron, as broadcasters, I think we've, we've got to look at how the networks are going to handle things because, you know, you're going to have some empty stadiums, you're going to have stadiums with some fans in it. Um, I mean, unbelievably, uh, and I don't know if you've heard this coming out of Florida today, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for the first time in I think it's seven years, are having to prepare for fans in the stadium. <laughs> uh, but it's fine they're all coming together on a bandwagon so it'll be easy to manage that at least <laughs> great so that right so i've got a list of the 32 teams here i just i've got 31 to offend in the next hour uh so we've got tab by early no genuinely i'm fascinated to see how they're gonna they're gonna handle it i mean i've i've you know i've worked in stadiums this season where there's been no crowd noise there's been artificial crowd noise uh, within the stadium, players certainly seem to prefer to have some sort of noise. Uh, the best crowd noise I heard was at Motherwell against Glen Torren, when Glen Torren, who were 5 nothing down, got a penalty in the 90th plus minute. The boy at Motherwell just turned the effects off, which I thought was hysterical. Uh, so you just got complete and utter silence. Um, some of them work, some of them don't. If it helps the players, that's great. It'll be interesting to see you know, how CBS... Um, and Fox both go after this. I mean, I've spoken to a couple of sound people. You know, something it's been done pretty well on some occasions, but it's the kind of thing, Cameron, when it's done badly, you really, really notice it. It can be that, you know, that shot over the bar and sort of five seconds later, there's an oh, or there's, you know, a team that should have, you know, 60,000 people in the stadium. Um, the opposition do something and there's a great cheer because it was close. It's like... That wouldn't happen. So, you know, I'm really fascinated to see how they handle it because they've got a bit more money than we do and uh, they'll certainly go for it. I actually think there's a there's a couple of contributing factors that benefits American football when it comes to this over the likes of the English Premiership when it was on and things like that. And the, the two things are the position of the seats in the stadium. Because they're elevated, I don't think the seats often appear on screen as much as they do in our football. I've watched a couple of the, the college games so far and actually completely forgot there was nobody there because th- th- it didn't cut. Now, there was, let's be fair, first of all, there was a small attendance at all the games I've watched so far, but it was sparse. Uh, it wasn't about the noise. The other thing, though, that I think is a contributing factor is there's inevitably some obnoxious noise goes off whenever somebody scores a touchdown. So whether it be a foghorn, an air raid siren, a massive fart, I don't know what it is. You know, it, 
there's some obnoxious noise in pretty much every stadium that triggers when they, when somebody goes into the end zone. And I'm pretty confident the music and that will all still be there. It will all still be played. If there's a small attendance or no attendance, they'll still do it because it's for the TV. And actually, I think that the game will be fine for that. Where you'll miss it, things like the Lambo leap uh, and situations like that. Where it will be fascinating is the stadiums where home field advantage has been such a big thing. You know, Thursday night football, Kansas City is a massive home field advantage. One of the loudest crowds in the NFL. I wonder, okay, do you know what? Week one, it might not make much of a difference. But over the course of the season, it'll be fascinating to see how these teams that play in those stadiums, uh, what their win percentage is versus other seasons. Now, obviously, that can have other factors to it, performance in general, uh, you know, players leaving, joining, all that kind of stuff. But it'll just be interesting to see if we see as much of a dominance for those teams when they're at home versus when they're not. Um, so that is definitely one of the, the big stories in the season ahead. Um Absolutely. We're going to get a couple of new voices. I mean, not many, Cameron, to be honest. I mean, there's been a little bit of shuffling around. I mean, can you believe that Troy Aikman and Joe Buck returned for the 19th season together? Uh, Joe Buck's been there since Fox started. Uh, their number two will be Kevin Burkhart with Daryl Johnson. He's been promoted. He previously worked with Chris Myers. Uh, there's been a couple of promotions on the Fox side. Adam Amin and Mark Schleth will come together. Now, he worked with Dick Stockton last year. I'm looking forward to hearing Jonathan Vilma, who's going to be on with Kenny Albert. There's been a promotion off the bench into the regular lineup for Kevin Klugler. He'll be with Chris Spielman. And Chris Myers will get Greg Jennings and Brock uh, Haven as well. So that's going to be interesting. Dick Stockton gets sidelined slightly. Uh, of course, no Tom Brennan on Fox this year because of his problems with the baseball and in the words that he said. So I think Fox have done the right thing there. Tiki Barber, Greg Olson uh, won't feature in the lineup either. Charles Davis was the one. Now he's gone from Fox to CBS, which is interesting. Dan Fouts is out there. Uh, Charles Davis comes in uh, to go alongside Ian Eagle. Kevin Harlan and Greg Gumbel have swapped partners. Trent Green goes with Kevin Harlan and Greg Gumbel with Rich Gannon. Not quite sure why that is. It, it seems quite a strange switch. And uh, on the bench, Beth Moens is, is there ready threatening us at any point. <laughs> She's not one of the 32. <laughs> um, I wonder whether that's just a Steve Clark squad rotation policy in place with... Um, uh... Kevin Harlan and co. Jeez, my brain's it, it not... It could be. And, and a big shout out, I mean, to Erin Andrews, who is about to win the Pat Summerall Award for 2021, returns again. She's terrific. And Pam Oliver, 26 years as a sideline reporter, is pretty damn impressive. Now, what I like about people like Pam Oliver is they're there because they're really good. And by that point, you know, you've got all the contacts. And when you get information, you know, she can, she can go to anybody and get the information. And it's that kind of reporting from anybody on the sideline. The best reporters know people, have got the contacts. Sometimes, as you know, it could just be a nod or a wink or something just to give you a steer right. And that kind of thing, I think, really enhances a broadcast. Um, so I'm quite, I'm quite excited by the fact they've got a lot of the same sideline reporters coming back who do, I 
think, a pretty damn good job. Mind you, there's a lot of people they can talk to as well and to get the little bit of information. And, of course, Steve Levy will be the voice of ESPN Football on a Monday night, so that, that's going to be very interesting as well. So we, we wish him luck uh, on the Monday night, and overall I think Monday night will be much, much better. Yeah, I think it will hopefully take a big step forward, which is great to see. It's been a talking point for us over the last couple of years, so let's hope that it doesn't remain one in the season ahead. What about on the field then? What are the the stories that are really what you know? What's the ones that we've touched on the Bucks, right? So we can touch on them again. But what are the stories that you're really interested to see how they plan out? I'm I'm fascinated to see what Phil Rivers does in Indianapolis. That, that, that is going to be one of the, the teams I want to see. I think there's talent there, there's talent round. Does he have the guts, the determination, the drive to say, actually, I was wasted for the last couple of years in LA, and is he going to take this Colts team and lead them? I'm fascinated by that. I'm interested to see if Buffalo, and we're going to touch on Buffalo, I suspect, in our power rankings, can they continue? Because are they the team to dethrone the Patriots this year? Are they the ones? They're in a prime position. They've got a wonderful chance to do so. So I, I'm I'm looking at that. You look at the rookies and you think, who's going to come through and shine? Because as you know, there's always a couple of stories that come through and, and hit you. I think there's going to be less of the sort of miracle stories because I think simply less people have made the rosters. You've not got so many, um, you know, unrestricted, you know, free agents who have gone in because it's been so hard to compete for a job. So I, I'm kind of looking at them. And Cleveland fascinates me as well. It's another, you know, a talent pool that is so deep. Um, we're obviously slightly biased because the Scottish hammer is there. But I want to see if, was it the coach's fault last year? Because if they come in and do well, you've got to suspect that that was the case. Yes. Um, and in the the immortal words now of Odell Beckham, the, the new guy... Come, uh, I'll try that one again. In the immortal words of Odell Beckham, the new man's got a jobby on his hands um, if he's going to turn I, them around. Oh, let, let's not dump on Odell, okay? <laughs> Come on, that that that's just that's unfair. Ah, uh, right, okay. You know, yeah. Uh, just, let, let's. I was going to say we could draw an underline under it, but we could put a colon in there. <laughs> we could do anything you want. So it's, it's oh, just oh, dear. and thankfully, thankfully the Browns wear brown. Yeah. So we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. Oh, geez, what a story. Ah, right. Bringing this back to the stories, I actually think we've touched on there. Four out of the five team stories that I'm fascinated to watch this year and I think that the Bucks are a story just purely because of Brady can Brady still do it in a new team at 42 with all those weapons around him with such a great defense that's getting a lot of hype this is a team stacked you look at some of the odds um, and you look and you see and you think wow you know people clearly expecting a lot from the Buccaneers I have made my opinion clear I think even the pickup of Leonard Fournette doesn't necessarily change my opinion they're going eight and eight and they're not going any better um I just on that, Cameron, just on that, they, they dropped their best special teams player to put him on the roster. Now, that's a risk for me. Um, Dan, surname begins with an O. He, I, that, that's a crazy move for me. You know, you're taking away one of your best special teams players. I'm not convinced that's a smart move. Yep. Um, so for me, though, you know, the Buccaneers are a fascinating story, and they will be, and they'll be in prime time because of that. The Colts, I completely agree with. This is Philip Rivers' last chance at a Super Bowl. And it's as simple as that. He's got talent around him. I think he's got a better talent uh, depth around him than he than he had in LA. 
He had a yeah. lot of great talent, and in, in fact, in LA and San Diego, he's had a lot of talent. But I think that the the Colts have a more complete roster, uh, and they're actually set up to be very successful in a division that's quite winnable. He wasn't going to win the AFC West with the Chiefs there. Just wasn't going to happen. He's got a chance of winning the AFC South, and I think that's a fascinating story between them, the Titans, and the Texans to see do the Texans slip back or can they stay relevant without DeAndre Hopkins? Which brings me on to the Team 505 when it comes to stories that I think is fascinating is Arizona Cardinals. Because we've seen Kyler Murray come in and we saw flashes of what he's all about. He's clearly a capable quarterback with a great arm and vision. He's like a younger, smaller Russell Wilson. We've also got Cliff Kingsbury, who's a very inexperienced head coach in the grand scheme of things, and came in and actually had not a terrible first season, given given everything that he had. They've gone and got DeAndre Hopkins. Um, they've got one hell of a receiving core. Can they turn that into a winning season? Can they turn that into winning the division? I mean, imagine if they managed to do that. That's f- And I'm saying that as a Niners fan. That would be a one hell of a turnaround. Um, and that would also, I think, set them up for a period of success, which would be great. Although, my goodness me, DeAndre Hopkins got paid. Uh, deserves it. Um, definitely deserves it. I know that we've discussed this on this podcast and that um, Ewan will be listening. And I know that Ewan does feel like the Texans will be okay without him, which is fine. But, um, you know, he is an exceptional talent and there's no denying that. I, I think the Texans couldn't have afforded to pay him what he's getting now and that's fine. So they moved on. They still got robbed, though, and I don't think there's getting away from that. The Bills, for me, fascinating. You know, 11 years in a row that the Patriots have won that division. Uh, 1995, the last time that the Bills won it. Could this be the time for all that to change? And I think that that's a fascinating story. And the Browns as well, I agree. It's interesting to see where that goes. Um, You know, can they now, with that backfield of uh, Chubb and Hunt from the start of the season, with the receivers, with Baker, Baker Mayfield having some time off, the new head coach, hopefully someone strong that can stick to a solid playbook and have options there. But it's another year of transition in theory because it's another head coach and it's more change. So the Browns need consistency and they need it desperately. And I it'll be interesting to see whether they take a step forward, take a t- step back, or do they stay exactly where they were. And for me, that's that's the five key team stories that I'm looking forward to over the season. We've got the top four, I think, that, you know, you've got, we'll get into power rankings, but the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Niners and the Saints are the the sort of early season favourites, the two and two from the AFC and the NFC. And then underneath that, there's a whole lot of stories. And I think you're talking about rookies, but Joe Burrow has to be the the story that I'm fascinated to see. I didn't, I wasn't that down on Andy Dalton. I thought that Dalton was a very capable quarterback. But with Burrows, they've got a new direction they've got a fresh start they've got talent around them with Mixon, with AJ Green who can hopefully stay fit Tyler Boyd who's coming into the game and they picked up T Higgins as well there's there's talent on that Bengals team I don't know there's enough to make much impact year one but I'm fascinated to see how he does in the NFL I think you know there, there is the old Chinese proverb may you live in interesting times and well largely hang to China we do but I'll tell you what, when was the last time you looked forward to season as much as this? I think this is the richest 
NFL season for storylines in years. Now, the NFL is never dull, and people listening to us know that. We love our NFL, but I think you've mentioned that there's just so many storylines with a quarterback shakeup. Some of the divisions look like, you know, it's not just two teams that might win it. You know, all four have got a chance. You mentioned Joe Burrow, but I mean, we've got the two story waiting to happen in Miami. Uh, I'm really excited to see if Henry Ruggs uh, and Jerry Judy can take their form from college and come into the NFL. I mean, they're both, you know, top 20 picks, perhaps a little bit early, but I'm genuinely fascinated by that. The other guy, Jordan Love, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see if there's any narrative. Anything happens to Rodgers and Jordan Love has to come in. Uh, Patrick Queen. Now, talk about players that I want to see. Now, we LSU player, Patrick Queen, we love the guy. Somehow the Saints didn't draft him. I'm still not convinced that was a, a a good thing, but I'm really looking forward to seeing him play as well. But I think there's narratives and storylines all over the place. And, you know, we've got writers looking after all these uh, conferences and divisions on the NFLScotland.com website. They are not going to be short of content, Cameron. No, absolutely not. And there's, you know, the rookie stories, you're right, there's, there's always rookies that are going to have a massive impact. I don't necessarily see any of them having turnaround season impacts, but we could be wrong. Chase Young's the other one in Washington. The, the one part of the game that I think Washington still has that's relevant is their defense. It's going to be interesting to see what he provides. Isaiah Simmons as well. He's another player that I'm really interested to see what he brings to the NFL. It's going to be lots of these little stories that, sort of pan out over the year. There's going to be lots of disruption. There's going to be lots of noise. There's going to be weird and wonderful things going on. And to be honest, I'm ready for every single part of it because um, <laughs> it's been it's been missing. And it's been missing even more so because sport as a whole has largely been missing for a large part of this. And I can't remember being so excited about a season coming back than I, have, than I am about this one. Um, watch that it might turn out to be a bit non-competitive the Chiefs might stroll all the way back to the Super Bowl and win it with ease who knows I highly doubt it I don't think it's I think there's going to be so much stuff going on in this season it's going to be a real roll of the dice at times and I think it's going to keep us guessing it's going to keep us enthralled and I think there's a lot of fascinating stories to come out of this one um, and I think that you know there's there's a a time and a place for the NFL to come back and save us. And it feels, feels like the right time for it to do so. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I must admit, I think uh, in the States, I think baseball's done a pretty damn good job. Uh, you know, they have been traveling. They've had some teams have had COVID issues, but by and large, they've been pretty damn responsible. And it looks like, you know, we're going to see the games uh, completed. If there are any New York Yankees fans listening, uh, throwing at the head is not very nice. And the Rays hammered you for most of the season. So we love that. <laughs> uh, you know, but it, but it has been good to, to have sport back. It does make a difference. I mean, I was saying to you earlier, and I, and I don't know, I mean, we're not going into social commentary or anything like that. I think a lot of people I speak to, Cameron, are they're not tired. I think they're weary. Yeah. And I think things like the NFL on a Sunday just lifts your spirits, you know, gets you engaging with people. Um, the coverage is fantastic. Uh, you know, we're getting a great response to the podcast. You know, we're going to have this live event on week one. Just seeing people and getting people back together. Okay, it's going to be on a screen. It's not going to be quite the same, but that does give you a buzz. And I think in, in 2020, at the moment, I think we need somebody to give us a buzz. And I think the NFL is ready with a big power generator, ready to, to send the power surge. 
yeah. No, I totally agree. And you're right, there is a weariness. People are fatigued by it all. And it, the NFL just gives you that, certainly for me anyway, it's absolutely something to look forward to on a Sunday night. I, You know, I've drafted my fantasy teams. I Already this year, I'm dreading the, the life admin that goes with that. But that's me with fantasy football. I love the draft. And then I'm like, oh, can we not just draft and then just move on? <laughs> so I've got a draft question for you before right. we do the power rankings. Uh, for, for one of the teams that uh, I look after, we were offered Goodwin and Moore for Stefan Diggs. So we've got Diggs and we were offered the trade of Goodwin and Moore. So obviously Tampa Bay running back DJ Moore from Carolina. Do you take it? Do you reject it? Uh, you mean DJ Moore, the wide receiver? From yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I, I take it. I take two. That's two starting wide receivers over Diggs, who's going to a new team. I take that. I take that every day of the week. Yeah, interestingly, we did. So, yeah. <laughs> and and just before we go to the power rankings, we should say a special shout out to all the NFL Scotland guys who are going to be looking after us in in our fancy football league. We had some great fun drafting the other night, and we're going to try and bring some of that fun to you guys who, who listen to the podcast. One of the the wee ideas we might have is after four or five weeks, we might get us all together uh, just to talk some trash, and we might stick a sort of five ten minutes of that on the podcast because some of the stuff that we spoke about was unbroadcastable not because of necessarily the, the nature of the topic but perhaps some of the the language and prose that was around it so but it was very fun <laughs> it was it was good fun and do you know what for anyone that hasn't been keeping up with the fantasy league so basically it is the six of us it is henry pargos who plays for edinburgh rugby in scotland it is scott cooper who played for the scottish claimers it's ali evans who plays cricket for scotland it's Stevie May, who plays for St. Johnston and has played for Scotland. It's Gary Miller, who's played for a number of teams, including St. Johnston as well, uh, now captain at Falkirk. And it also includes Brian Dando, who was our pick king of Scotland last year, won our pigskin pick'em competition, and for doing so was then, well, it's unrelated, he was selected by Scott Cooper out of everybody that put forward their pitch to be included as our fan uh, podcast listener uh, seat in the in the fantasy league. Brian was picked at random based on his words, not on who he was or his name. And now we've decided that going forward, the winner of the pick king, pick queen competition will get that place. So poor Brian, if he wants to be in it next year, is going to have to win the pick competition again. Elsie's out. Um, he's Welsh anyway, so that's fine. We can kick him out. But um, you yeah, know, we, we have we have met, met our Welsh quota, which is fantastic. <laughs> I'm not sure what the Welsh is for. Get it right up, you. But Brian, uh, we're delighted that you're on board. I, my my making offensive remarks for people chart is going up here tonight. So the people I'm offending, it's obviously going it's going very well. So let me upset you right. to start with. About time. Power rankings. Aye. At 10. Okay. Oh, you're doing reverse order. I'm doing reverse order. At 10, San Francisco 49. 10! Jeez. Right, okay. You know, you know... <laughs> See, I'm in that kind of mood today. <laughs> right, that's me. 10! Right, okay. I wish I'd got a screenshot there, Cameron, because people would have loved to have seen that reaction. 
I'm going to tell you that it's difficult to do what they did last season and do it again. And I think they're going to find it difficult. I also think that they they will be one of the teams that will suffer from lack of fans being in the stadium because they're in California and California's had uh, some issues like like everywhere has, but California seemed to be quite tight. Um, so I think there's going to be issues there. I just think it's very, very hard um, to, to repeat these things, to get back to the NAFC Championship game. Now, I'm not dismissing them completely. And feel free on our, hopefully when we are in the Golf Tavern for our divisional uh, rounds or whether we get there for the championship games and the 49ers are there. Um, I was going to say, I'll, I'll drink a pint of your choice, but I mean, that, that <laughs> <be> my, yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. but, you know, I mean, I'll, hot sauce. I'll, 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 yeah, I've got, I know what you're like. Um, I might even have to try, try and drink half a pint of Guinness or something like that, which I've never attempted in my life. But I think San Francisco will struggle. Now, I know they'll be higher up in your rankings, but I just thought the joint thing of getting the conversation started and noising you up slightly. <laughs> right, OK. Uh, will we go through your 1 through 10 and then through mine, or shall we do our 10s and 10s and 10s, 10s and 9s and 8s? No, no, no. I'll, 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 take you up to, I'll take you the first five that I've right. got. So I'm going with San Fran at 10. Yeah. Um, I'm going for a, a bit of bounce back from Pittsburgh because they were without Big Ben, so at nine. At eight, I like Seattle. Now, I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit different, but so at seven, I've got Green Bay because I think Aaron Rodgers on his own and with some of the talent that he's got is certainly there. And because a couple of my top five might look a little bit different, it's six. Now, one of the receivers I didn't mention was C.D. Lamb. I think, you know, with Noah Brown, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, there's all sorts of targets there for Dak Prescott. You know, you've got Ezekiel Elliott as, as the running back. You've got good tight ends there available. I like, well, I was going to say, I'd be better if you I was about to say I like the Dallas Cowboys. However, I like the, the way that Dallas Cowboys have been built for this year. I think they've got a very good coach in there as well. I think Dallas um, will take that division. I don't think there's much competition, to be fair. So I've got Dallas coming in at six. So that, that's, that's the first part of my power rankings. Okay. So if I'm going to do my first part, working 10 back up to six as well, in at number 10 for me is the New England Patriots. They are a team whom just will not go away. And actually, they've fallen a fair whack to where they would have been at this point last year. They would have been right up the top there. But they're not falling far enough to fall out of the top 10, I don't think. And actually, there was a point where I had them further up. And there's only been other things that I then, upon reflection, decided to move them down a little bit. Cam Newton, obviously, question marks remain as to what he's going to be. He was injured last season. There's question marks as to whether or not he's even anything left off the same quarterback that did so very well in the 2015 season. But I think there's enough there. And I think that if anyone can get him playing well, it's Bill Belichick. There's still weapons there. There's still a lot of weapons there. There's a couple of, there's quite a few folk have opted out, but uh, they've still got enough talent to, to be a threat. And under Belichick, they always will be. Under Joshua Daniels, I think he's a very creative offensive coordinator. I think they continue to be a threat in what is a division that's still very winnable for them. I actually have them one place. I'm sneaking out of this one. I actually have the Bills right behind them in 11. Um, we're not doing 11, but, you know, I've, I've, I've done my plan. So I do think that the Patriots win this division still, but it's ruddy tight. Actually, I'm saying they win this division. I predicted that the Bills would win. I'm going to stand by that, but I'm putting the Patriots at 10 in my power rankings. Let's let the Bills move up and the Patriots <laughs> drop. Um, nine for me is the Colts. I think that, as we talked about there earlier on, I think the Colts have an, an awful lot of talent. I think that the change at quarterback 
is the the factor that is preventing them from being higher. If this was year two of Rivers, I think the the same team, it would be immediately higher. Um, and they wouldn't be as high as this under Jacoby Brissett. But I think that they could be a threat. I definitely think they are massive contender for that division. I think that they've got a really good chance. And I think that if Rivers can find his groove early, then I genuinely think that they're a, a, an outside contender this year. Uh, certainly for making a Super Bowl, they have to find a way to beat the Chiefs. But... Yeah, I, I put them at eleven, so they were just they were just outside my top ten. At eight, I've got the Eagles. I actually think that the Eagles as well, uh, getting everybody in back fit now already. There's a couple of players have gone injured again, but they um, they have a lot of talent there still as well. It's a, it's a very good team and a tough division that I think will be a one win victory between them and the Cowboys. Whoever wins it's going to win by one single game, so it's going to be tight. But I have the Eagles in eighth. Um, I I have another team in that division higher up. Um, mm. much like yourself but I've got them slightly higher than you do in okay. seven for me is the Seahawks now I'm not going to say I like Seattle because I don't we've discussed <laughs> this repeatedly but they are a team as well that just can't be discounted and they're in seven because of Russell Wilson um, for the, it's funny that because you know it's for the reason that the Colts aren't higher is because the change at quarterback well the reason that the Seahawks are in seventh is because of that sustained um period of time that Russell Wilson has not just been the quarterback, but has been a, a leader of that Seahawks team to success repeatedly. Just continues to win. Continues to get the pieces around him to perform when he needs to and he'll continue to do it. Definitely question marks about that home field advantage this year. Fascinated to see that. But yeah, got them in at seven. And then team number six for me is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And actually, at one point I had them higher, but I still think that they're going to struggle to adjust. You know, silly, bold claims aside, it's hard not to put them this high up because there is a lot of talent on that team. They, they've got an upgrade at tight end, even though he's coming back after a year out. They've got an upgrade at quarterback. And actually, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we've talked about this, have shown repeatedly they're a team that are capable of beating any other team on any given day. They surprise you all the time. And if they can get a good quarterback who can do these things and it not be a surprise, well, Tom Brady's that very man, they could be a threat. Uh, they could win an awful lot of games and I could be a lot of burgers out of pocket. Hey, 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 hey. I, I, this, this I, I genuinely find fascinating because, you know, you've got some teams that I simply don't. Uh, I say the Colts nearly made it for me. The Bills nearly made it for you. So I'll, I'll go to my top five. Um, I'm going with the Bills at five. I'm high on the Bills. Um Simple as that. I, th I think they've got all the parts and pieces needed. Now, this this is the one that I'm taking a flyer on, and you will know, and regular listeners to the podcast will know, I have got a love-hate relationship with this team because every time I back them, um, they, they suddenly go belly up, and every time I get off their bandwagon, they come back. So I'm actually going with the Titans at four. I think they've got the stability. I think they've got the staff. Uh, and, and I really, really like them. Now, the top three, I don't think will surprise anybody. I'm going with the Ravens at three. I'm going with New Orleans at two. And I'm going with Kansas City at one. Now, Kansas have to start as the favourites. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I think New Orleans are in two rather than Baltimore because I think they are the NFC favourites for me. Now, that might not end well for them. Uh, but the, the Ravens, I think, are also irresistible. The Ravens are one of these teams that... You would sit and watch one of their games 
you know, if your team wasn't playing, they'd certainly be in that mix of teams. You think, yeah, I'm going to watch them, so they're interesting. So, so to go again, so it's Bills at five, Titans at four, Baltimore at three, New Orleans at two, Kansas City at one. Yep, yeah. and um, there's a lot of similar names from in the top three. Um, but before that, I've got the Cowboys in at five. I just think that there's so much talent on that team as well that if Dak Prescott can get into his groove, he's got, you know, Amari Cooper, he's got Michael Gallup, he's got C.D. Lamb, he's got Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Blake Jarwin, possibly the weak link at tight end, but to be honest, I don't know that they even need him. Um, And I think that the Cowboys in that division win it by one. I think they're the ones that progress there. Uh, and that, yeah, I think that's a, a really strong team that's set up to. I'm not convinced they'll make the NFC Championship game, but I think they might make the round before. Can, can I say one thing about Dallas? I was speaking to Scott Gardner, who we've had on this program before uh, yesterday, and he sent me a picture of a T-shirt that, that he's thinking about buying. Now, it broke my heart, this T-shirt, Cameron, because it looks absolutely fantastic. There's no two ways about it. It's a very, very dark navy blue, which I, which I like. It's white outline lettering, and it simply says, who you with, and the Dallas star underneath. It looks absolutely brilliant. What a great piece of sportswear. And you could just imagine your own team with something, just three simple words in your logo. It's a great line um, that Nike have got, so I'm going to be checking that out. You know, just something like that for the Saints, just a nice catchy three-word title. In fact, if people want to suggest what three words uh, on a t-shirt would be for their team that would capture that they would wear, that would be quite interesting. You know, we lost again for Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Piss off, like that. is the Saints one. <laughs> <laughs> throw that flag brackets we pay you enough that would be the rams um so i think we could have fun but we might do that later in the season but you know i i agree with you i think the cowboys are looking good I, you make a fair point about the eagles could put pressure on them i think it's still transition years for new york new york would need to get everybody to perform at a high high level i think and washington well the coach we wish him well uh rivera ron yeah. rivera well um with everything that's going on there with the name change and the, the upheaval um I, I think that's just going to be a really difficult year there but i hope to see yeah. um you know you, you hope to see them do well because you you know they're in a circumstances so Let's let's reveal the, the the top four. Do you want me to do the music in the background? <laughs> well, top four. So four is the 49ers. <clears throat> um, I have them slipping. They're not number one in the NFC, um, but I only have them dropping to two for now. I think that there there remains question marks at the wide receivers when it comes to injuries. Emmanuel Sanders is the reason for me, though, that they are not there. And the, in fact, the very location that Sanders has gone to has resulted in a flipping off the order of a changing of the guard when it comes to the NFC champions. And I have the Saints in third. Um, exactly for that, I have the Saints above the Niners because Emmanuel Sanders went from San Francisco to Louisiana. And yeah. I think that he's a missing piece that the, the Saints have been looking for. They need another wide receiver who is a, a threat that can complement Michael Thomas and allow Thomas to get more separation and more space. Between Sanders, Cook, and Thomas, um, they've got a, 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 you know, a three-headed monster there that is a threat. And then they've got Kamara, 
Now, obviously, question marks about Kamara's contract and what have you. That seems to have settled down a little bit now, and it looks like he's training and will feature, and I'm sure he will get paid. Uh, they've got Latavius Murray, who's a uh, step change there if they need something in the backfield, and then they've got Taysom Hill. And then if it, you know if they get really no, desperate, that just 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 leave it there. That's it. Before I cut you off, that's enough. That's enough. Move I was on. Say Josh Hill. You know, I don't know. I don't know what you thought I was going for. Um, so yes, there's a there's a lot to like in New Orleans, and I think that you know they go into this season as the NFC favorites for absolute sure. In at number two, I've got the Ravens. Uh, same as you. The Chiefs have to be number one, right? There's no other conversation. They are number one. There's no reason for them to have slipped out of that position. Nobody else has made enough of a step up to challenge it, and they've certainly not taken a step down. The Ravens go above the Saints for me just purely because I think that, you know, obviously it comes down to the NFC versus the AFC. But if the Saints were to play the Ravens, I think the Ravens would come out on top. And that's why they are higher in the power rankings for me. I think that Lamar Jackson will continue to take a step forward. I think that we'll see him improve as a thrower this year, as a passer. And I think that's going to be really important for the progression of the Ravens. I think if the Ravens have any chance of beating the Chiefs, that's what needs to happen. I think that the defense in Baltimore is good enough to cause problems for the Chiefs. I'm not sure that Lamar doing as much running is enough of a threat to continually score against the Chiefs like you need to be able to do to actually sustain something through a postseason victory or anything like that. You know, chances are they're going to have to go to Kansas City because of the division that Kansas are in and the the lack of a, any real threat from, from there. I think that you know, home field advantage definitely sits in the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. So you've got to go there and win. Baltimore need to be able to get Lamar Jackson throwing that ball around. They need to utilize these wide receivers. They need to continually find ways to score no matter what. And if they could do that, then they've got a real chance. So, you know, it's a fascinating story on that side. I think that in the AFC, and if you look at my power rankings, it's it's very heavily stacked AFC. You know, I've got one and two are AFC, then teams three, four, five, six, seven, eight are all the NFC, nine and ten back to the AFC. But the Colts and the Patriots are not really, I think, that much in the conversation for a Super Bowl place, whereas I think out the NFC, there's actually a number of teams that you could see uh, making it uh, and actually being a contender for that conversation. So there you go, power rankings. Now, what we'll do is uh, Paul and I will detail out all of our 1 through 32, um, and then we're going to release a little graphic uh, before the season starts, just detailing all that so that people can shout at us and call us morons. Because I think that's exactly what 2020 is all about, Paul. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, the, we, we live in an age where we can communicate with so many different tools and people communicate so beautifully nowadays. Um, you know, they've always got the sensitivity of others at heart. So, yes, I've got a thick skin. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. So the one thing that we've done recently as well is we've launched a new website. It's looking good, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm highly impressed. Now, I, I will be honest uh, with our podcast listeners and say you've done the vast majority of the work. But, I mean, it is looking pretty fine. We've got a great stable of writers, and we are hoping to get, you know, regular content every week. And I know it's certainly 
I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody's takes on, you know, the particular divisions. You know, we're looking at divisions, we're looking at teams, and it is going to be, you know, we, we are a podcast from a Scottish perspective. We're going to be doing exactly the same with, with our writers, and we're delighted to have them on board. So, absolutely, we record this. We're recording this on Wednesday night, and we've got our fantasy uh, week one articles coming out tomorrow, so Thursday. So, by the time you're listening to this, it may well be out. Um, the guys there have gone for studs and fuds uh, to to do their <laughs> pick them or sit them, <laughs> which I thought was that was their idea, and I was like, brilliant boys, that's exactly in the right vein, exactly in the right vein. Um, so yeah, don't touch your fuds. There you go. There's your advice from the NFL Scotland podcast. Um, but yeah, do you know what? This is all about building the community, and that's what we've always wanted to do. We we love talking about NFL. We've gone to these live events. We've talked about this before. This all came about because we like talking about this game, and it's great when you meet people who love the game because everybody can input into this conversation. Whether you're a new fan and you've only been following for a couple of years. So there's one of the writers, and I won't name names, but he, he is a newer fan compared to some of them. Um, he's only been following for a couple of years. So I actually think it would be fascinating to read his stuff just purely because it's from that new fan basis. Some of the writers have a lot of experience. Some of the writers have very little experience. This is about a place where people can come together and write about American football from a Scottish point of view and build a community of writers uh, that can all chat together. And already we've set up some group chats and stuff like that. And there's so much going on. They've set up fantasy leagues and all kinds of things like that, which is brilliant. And it just allows people the opportunity to, to do something that they enjoy, to talk about the game with other people that enjoy the game. And I think that that's the biggest difference between American football and, say, our football, is you tend to talk to your own fans about your own team. There isn't that cross-team uh, conversation other than with people that you're already friends with. The American football is different. You can talk to anybody about American football, no matter who they support, because you can share some of the stories and some of the, you know, you immediately have that appreciation of certain things. Scott Hansen and Red Zone, the, the fact that Monday mornings suck if you are a UK NFL fan because it means you've been sitting up the night before, inevitably had a few beers, probably too much to eat, and you feel like shite. Um, and that's just how it happens during the NFL season. Um, fascinating to get all that together. So, yes. Um, so keep your eyes peeled. But we'd love to hear people's thoughts on this as well. It's really important, Paul, that we get feedback. Yeah, we want people to, to tell us what they think, you know, and if, if anybody's listening, fancies writing for us, you know, it's it's not too late. We'll, we'll, we'll listen and we'll, we'll see what you've got to say. But yeah, we are trying to, you know, get a base. And the other thing it does, Cameron, you know, some, some people have got ambition to, you know, to do some writing work. So it is writing that's being published uh, and being assessed and critiqued. So it's good for people's portfolio as well. So we're delighted. So one of the biggest career... Uh step forwards that I ever made when I was younger was I was in a job where I didn't have a lot of writing experience and I wanted to work into internal communications. And actually, I, at the time, was working in a contact center getting no comms experience whatsoever. And I kept getting that as a feedback. And I was like, what can I do about this? What can I do about this? Because I don't want to work in the contact center. I want to do something else. And I actually contacted Spartans at the time. So I went on to Spartans and I offered to write for the match program. And that then evolved from writing to the match program to writing for the website to then it was doing social media and then it was running the website and then it was doing the tannoy. And don't get me wrong, that was all voluntary and I loved it. It was a great experience, but it helped me with my career. Within two months of me starting to write, 
for the Spartans program, the next internal comms job I went for, I actually got it because they were impressed that I'd gone and sought that extra experience of writing. Now, the job I was doing had nothing to do with sports writing, but just the fact that I'd gone and got some writing experience myself helped me get that job. And absolutely. Now, I'm not saying come work for us, we're going to help you get a job, but these are the sorts of things that you can add to your CV and we're happy for people to do that. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a great life skill to be able to write. It's great if you're passionate about it and it's something you enjoy doing. And if you want to do it for a hobby and come and be part of the wider team, then we welcome you. Absolutely. The DMs are open. Facebook's there. We welcome anybody and everybody that wants to write. We just ask that you do it with a slight Scottish slant because that's what we're all about here. So... Anything else tickling your fancy then, Paul, for this episode before we kind of wrap this up and get ready for week one? Now, it's worth saying, normally we would do our pick six and normally we would talk about the games, but we're going to do that at our live event on Sunday. So we will share that information on Twitter about what our picks are. And then going forward, you know, from next week, it will be a week one review. Give out our weekly awards. So get your minds back into those. You know, our Belter, our Bowfin, and our Ball Bag Award are back. So looking forward to giving those out. And then, obviously, we'll look on to uh, week two and things like that. We'll get people along. We, we've had a couple of people who've reached out and want to come on again and, and chat ball with us, and we're delighted to have them, so we'll be doing some of that. But, yeah, any other news items that are tickling your fancy? Well, what I would like to do is just encourage people to sign up to our pigskin competition. Yes. Uh, I mean, we're, we're over 130 people, which makes it one of the biggest leagues going um you know because people tend to keep it tight we're going for the big community we'd love to get that 150 plus uh if not you know a little bit more that would just be fantastic so if you've not signed up for that check our social media uh, content you'll certainly get stuff there I, I don't know about you i'm just excited for the season camera you yes know, I, we're so close and i'm just ready for some football I absolutely, totally agree. And I've just got to add as well, delighted to welcome the Bonnie Sauce Company on as sponsor for the Pick'em competition this year as well. So, you know, we talked about earlier on, you do go into the the opportunity to win the Pick King or Pick Queen title of Scotland, which in itself is a regal title to be beholded. <laughs> but as well as that, we give you more. You will win an NFL Scotland hoodie. You will win a selection of sauces thanks to the Bonnie Sauce Company. But also, the Bonnie Sauce Company are going to purchase a jersey of your choice. So whatever jersey you want, they will buy it for you as part of this win as well. So we thank the Bonnie Sauce Company uh, Bonnie Sauce Company for getting involved with that. Uh, and we'll hopefully do more with them during the season as well. But um, yeah, really excited to get that. Like you see, 130 people there. Let's try and, I wanted to, let's try and get, yeah, over 150 would be awesome. Let's get super ambitious. Let's get over 200 people in there. That would be great. Um, Let's go for it. And, you know, it, it'd be remiss of me not to, to actually, I know you were going to cover this, but I'll, I'll do it. Uh, we, we are pleased to announce the engagement of Charles Patterson and the Bonnie Sauce Company together because uh, Charles has fallen head over heels and you'll see more on uh, our event on Sunday. <laughs> Charles gazing lovingly at all this food prepared with with the Bonnie Sauce Company. Fantastic. Do join us on on the uh, Sunday for that. It's, it's going to be great. Yes, I have something to look forward to. And this is it. Do you know what? I think this is... We can look forward to the season. We've got Thursday night football ahead, and that will be great. Beyond that, we're into the season. We've got our preview event. So 4 o'clock on Sunday, do come and join us. We're really looking forward to it. We hope you enjoy it. Um, we're, we're asking people to register. So you should have had your email if you bought your party pack. We're asking people to register by Friday for that at 4 o'clock. 
uh, UK time. The reason that we're asking you to do that is we know that not everyone can attend that session and some people bought the packs just for the packs. We've got a limited number that can attend the online event. So what we'll do is anyone that doesn't take up their slot, we will make some tickets available to people who haven't been able to buy a party pack to join us for that week one event. And keep your glasses handy, though, if you did buy a pack, because we're going to raise a glass together. You know, um, we're going to do this on Zoom. We're going to have, you know, everyone will get the video off um, while we're doing the show. Um, and because that just helps with the streaming quality. But what we're going to do is at the end, we're going to get everyone to turn on their cameras. We're going to get you to have your glass in hand and we're going to collectively raise a cheers to the 2020 NFL season. We're going to record it and we're going to put it out there and we want you to be part of it. So make sure that you sign up, make sure that you register. As well as that, if you register and come along to the event, you will enter into a raffle. Um, there's a whole load of prizes to give away, which we're very excited about. So we will put that. Um, we'll put some details of that um, out there as well. Loads to to be involved in, and we'll be done plenty time as well. We'll be done well in advance of the six o'clock kickoffs. Give you time to get your food ready, get your fantasy lineup set. You know all that important stuff. All that life admin I was talking about earlier on. <laughs> you can get that done, and then sit down and enjoy some football. Well, that's the full-time whistle then for episode 114. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Share your thoughts on this episode via Twitter at ScotlandNFL and on Facebook by searching for NFL Scotland. We continue to grow all the time. Appreciate every retweet and share. Love hearing your thoughts on what we've been discussing. And remember, go visit the new NFL Scotland website. We'll be back next week to pick apart all of the pieces from week one and we'll be getting ready for week two. Thank you for listening, taking the time to share your thoughts. If you've signed up for our week one event, we'll see you then. Not too late to do so. We'll also be back next week. But until then, enjoy your kickoff, enjoy your football, and bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>